You're listening to The Bookstack with Annie, Nia, and Sydney. Hi, friends. Welcome to our fourth summer snack stack. I'm Sydney. I'm Nia. And I'm Annie. During this summer season, we're going to give you snack size stacks to keep you up to date with what we're reading. Nia, what are you reading right now? So I picked up a cookbook for this time. Oh. Uh, it's, yeah, a little different. It's called The Korean Vegan Cookbook. Reflections and Recipes from Oma's Kitchen, and it's by Joanne Lee uh, Molinaro. It came out in October of 2021. It is beautiful. This this book is beautiful. I have, I checked out the print one and I had to take it back before I could really get into it. I've got the ebook one right now. It, I've already started to bookmark stuff in there going, I should try this one and I should try this one. Yeah because the pictures are gorgeous, which one would hope from a very pretty cookbook. And there's also a lot of family stories and anecdotes, and she's got pictures of her family in there too. So it's almost like you're sitting down and having this conversation with her as she's telling you about all of these different experiences and also showing you how to cook some amazing stuff. For me, I've had cookbooks in the past where there aren't a lot of pictures and that's a big like red flag for me. So the fact it has pictures is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. um wait descript- wait wait you've had cookbooks where there's no pictures mm-hmm. so, i have also had cookbooks without pictures but i have had cook textbooks with pictures I, interesting i so don't that. that just makes the only cookbooks i own that have no pictures are mm-hmm. either they're one of two reasons one it's the family cookbook where everyone submitted mm-hmm. recipes mm-hmm. you know and someone mm-hmm. bound it and made it into a family cookbook Or they're from the 1950s. I have some 1950s cookbooks with just text and no print or no pictures. And that I understand because it's from the 1950s. But in this day and age, why would you not show someone what they're trying to make? It's hard. I mean, I understand not putting them for every single one. But yeah, I've had a couple where and the ones that didn't have pictures were absolute just trash recipes. So I'm very leery when there aren't a lot of pictures. Me too. Um. I mean, again, it depends on context. I have a couple that don't and it makes sense. But the the pictures on here, I found if you get a cookbook from someone who blogs or who has, you know, built themselves up by using social media as a platform first, usually the recipes are pretty solid. So, okay. Because they built them and they've they've put them out there Mm -hmm. and... they've they've been tested by people. They've been reviewed by people. That makes sense. They aren't someone that went, this should work. Yeah, yeah, logically this should work. And they write it down and go submit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's just like, it's a weird personal rule I have. I'm a little, again, I'm a little less hesitant with it when it's someone that has, like she, she posts on Instagram um, at the Korean vegan, which is a very fun Instagram if you're looking for something to follow. Okay. Um, but this is, I'll read the description here. This dazzling debut cookbook from Joanne Lee Molinaro the home cook and spellbinding storyteller behind the online sensation at the Korean vegan. And that is, this is her first book. It's stunning. It said big, beautiful hardback. Like this book is going to be really substantial in your kitchen. It would, you know, not going to float away. We've all spilled stuff on our books before. Joanne Lee Molinaro has captivated millions of fans with her powerfully moving personal tales of love, family, and food. In her debut cookbook, she shares a collection of her favorite Korean dishes some traditional and some reimagined, as well as poignant narrative snapshots that have shaped her family history. As Joanne reveals, she often asks, how can you be vegan and Korean? 
Korean cooking is, after all, synonymous with fish sauce and barbecue. And although grilled meat is indeed prevalent in some Korean food, the ingredients that filled out Bop Sang's on Joanne's table growing up, or Doan Jang, I'm sure I pronounced that wrong, which is fermented soybean paste, guchong, gu, oh, nope, uh, chili <laughs> sauce, and uh, dashima, which is seaweed, and more are fully plant-based, unbelievably flavorful, and totally Korean. Some of the recipes come straight from her childhood, and there's a few more that I'm just not even going to attempt because- Out of respect. Out of respect. We're just- Yeah. Yeah. So a rich Korean Chinese black bean noodle dish that she ate on birthdays or a humble potato and leek soup that her father makes. Some pay homage. Chocolate sweet potato cake is an ode to, how, or to the two foods that saved her mother's life after she fled North Korea. So the Korean vegan cookbook is a rich portrait of the immigrant experience with life lessons that are universal. It celebrates how deeply food and the ones we love shape our identity, which that I totally really get interesting. that right yeah and I yeah there's a couple in here that I'm like yes I like this because I were eating less meat it's just something that I've been doing it's not for any like oh meat is bad it's just how I'm rolling right now so maybe just go with it you just gotta Um, you gotta do what feels good yep and the recipes in here don't look too complicated which is also a big deal for me right now too I have gone all out and made things completely from scratch and spent days in the kitchen. I mean, you saw me make bagels from scratch from start to finish. Oh, I have. That was, well, when you didn't have a tiny gremlin controlling your days, Mm -hmm. you had more time in the kitchen. And now now you have an an energy consumption that's not yours that (laughs) that dictates where you you can go and what you can do. Exactly. So So I get it. Most of these look like they're probably, not all of them will be my speed with what I can eke out time on, but I'm seriously considering actually buying this book instead of just being like, we're going to play with it from the library and take it back. So that's cool. I buy all the cookbooks. If I don't, I, have to, I told myself I have to check them out from the library first and see if I want them and then take them back. So that don't just sense. buy them off of Amazon and if it, or wherever. If so. it's too hard, if it's too hard to get back, then you know, it's one you want. Yep. Or if I check it out and check it out and check it out. I have one I checked out and renewed, maxed out the renewals, brought it in, checked it in, checked it back out again. I went, no, I got to buy it. If I'm going to do that. Wow. That's high praise. Yep. So we'll see how this one is. I have a suspicion I'll probably end up buying it. It looks delicious and I get (laughs) hungry looking at the pages. So (laughs) that is a good sign. That is a good sign for a cookbook. Right. So that's, that's what I've got today. What do you have today, Sydney? So I recently picked up a book that was being praised as a new release that is kind of a fun twist on a story that we're really familiar with. It's called Shadow in the Glass. It's by J.J.A. Harwood. It was published in 2021, so it's fairly recent. And it is identified as a deliciously gothic story of wishes and curses a new dark fairy tale set against a Victorian backdrop full of lace and smoke. It's a gothic Ooh. twist on Cinderella. Ooh. Yeah. So here is here is smoke. Yeah. I just love the, I, I read the back and I was like, yep. Yep. Have to have this. So I'm going to read you the back so that you can go. Yep. Yep. Need to read this. <laughs> Once upon a time, Ella had wished for more than her life as a lowly maid. Now forced to work hard under the unforgiving, lecherous gaze of the man she once called stepfather, Ella's only refuge is in the books she reads by candlelight, 
secreted away in a library she isn't permitted to enter. One night, among her beloved books of far-off lands, Ella's wishes are answered. At the stroke of midnight, a fairy godmother makes her an offer that will change her life. Seven wishes, hers to make as she pleases, but each wish comes at a price, and Ella must decide whether it's one she's willing to pay. A smoldering, terrifying new spin on Cinderella, perfect for fans of Lara Purcell and Aaron Morgenstern. I do love Aaron Morgenstern. That's got to be I thought of you, Annie, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh. Aaron Morgenstern. It's high praise, honestly, if you compare something to Aaron Morgenstern. Yeah. So I haven't started it yet. I just got it. And I am very excited to read it and let you guys know later what I thought. Are you reading it hardback or ebook? I, I got it on the Kindle. Okay. So makes it easy to to pick it up and put it down wherever you are yeah. sure. I should anyway, look up I, the cover for that one it sounds like it's going to be a beautiful cover it it honestly is you're going to like it yeah I think so <laughs> Andy what about you so I picked up where the rhythm takes you by Sarah Doss and every once in a while I do read romance books as long as they are titled romance because then I know what I'm getting myself into and I'm okay with it I am as long as I know ahead of time hey this is coming because I know I hate romance I know I sound like I do I really really don't I find it enjoyable I just I'm the one that hates romance I just need to be in the right frame of mind for it I that's it I just have to be in the right frame and I'm in the right frame for this one uh so again it's where the rhythm takes you by Sarah Doss and it was published in 2021 so last year the story takes place in Trinidad and Tobago which is an area I know very little about nothing at all except that they're two different places in the same nation. Okay. That's all I know. It's a YA romance and adaptation of Jane Austen's persuasion that I never read. So I don't understand how that's going <laughs> to be relevant to me. I'm sure there are a lot of things I'm missing out on because I've never read persuasion. I mean, if you've read one Jane Austen book, you kind of read them all. That's I how hate I to figure. be rude about that. I just, no, I, I love Pride and Prejudice. I do. I just... I tried to pick up any other book and I'm like, I feel like I've already read this. Yeah. I think I read Pride and Prejudice as a comic version in the 90s. Oh, okay. So I'm just going with that I now know everything she ever wrote because I read that one with pictures. <laughs> pictures would make it better for sure. But I did read With the Fire on a High by Elizabeth Elizabeth Acevedo. Did either of you read that one? Came out last mm-hmm. year. Two years ago, no. three years ago. Okay. Uh, and where the rhythm takes you, right? <laughs> this one seems to read very similarly, which is great. Okay. There's a very high, uh, not high, a very quick romance. Things are moving quickly. Things are very relatable. The girl has other interests that aren't just the boy. She has plans. She wants to do things with her life and she continues on that path, which is good to see. Uh, so her Reina, the main character, her family owns a hotel and her brother-in-law ends up renting the villa, you know, the fancy high-class villa for a couple weeks, I think. And his sisters come and they're Instagram famous. They're like Instagram models and things and influencers. And they brought a friend along with them. And she finds out that the friend was her first love that lived down the street. And then he got famous because he started a band. And now he's back again. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. 
and all the feelings are going to come back. All the feelings. All the That's feelings what happens are with first back. loves. That's what happens with first loves. And even when they get famous, it's still there. It's still there. <laughs> and everyone keeps telling her you should hang out with him because he's super hot and he's super famous. And she goes, you don't understand that we have a past. Don't go there. <laughs> but because everyone is Instagram famous, I feel a little bit old reading the book because I'm not Instagram famous or of that generation. <laughs> like it's not a goal that you're trying to attain it's not no <laughs> I'm just trying to be famous in my house but not so famous that my children follow me around all the time um I know yeah. that feeling I know that feeling <laughs> but I want to be famous with my children but please let me be by myself while I eat this cookie so the book it, I'm really enjoying the book again it's fast-paced I'm really invested in the characters I think that Reyna is funny. And I think that Aiden is just trying to do his best with reconciling with the past and telling her, hey, you're going to show up in my pictures on vacation. Get ready for that. Um, the setting is new because I don't know a lot about Trinidad and Tobago, but I'm learning a lot and it's making me want to travel there. Maybe hopefully someday that will happen. I think that'd be cool. I like reading books that have different settings so that I can then go to that setting and compare it with the fiction that I have read about it. Oh, sure. So hopefully that happens. We'll see. But I, I really enjoyed this book. I think it's really good. It, I will definitely be giving it to future students of mine that this is a good romance. It's a multicultural romance. It's, you know, getting you to places that you wouldn't normally be. And that's always a good thing. For so sure. I like that. That's what I'm reading right now. Very cool. Right on. Thanks for sharing. Yep. Well, friends, thanks for listening to this chapter of the book stack. As we sign off, we'd like to leave you with some food for thought, and we'll see you next time when we take a look at what we're reading now or next this summer for our fifth installment of our summer snack stack. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Bookstack Trio and follow us at Bookstack Trio on Instagram and Facebook to see a full listing of the books mentioned in our stack. If you read a book from the stack, let us know what you thought on social media. You can also find us on our website at bookstacktrio.com. In the summer, the days were long, stretching into each other. Out of school, everything was on pause and yet happening at the same time. This collection of weeks was when anything was possible. Sarah Dessen, along for the ride. <laughs>